standing up in McKinney. This is According to Callus, episode 467, coming to you on August the 2nd, 2023. And today we're going to talk about necessary and proper. Yes, we know it's a clause in the Constitution that uh, has been abused from the start, but it also has requirements that it seems to me if they're not going to do it, that means we need to do something about it. So I'm going to read the Article 1, Section 8 in its entirety, and then we're going to comment a little on that. Not sure how long this is going to take, and yes, it is technically a national issue, but it has direct, direct relation to everything that's going on today, even in the state of Texas. So here we go. The Congress shall have the power to lay and collect taxes, duties, imposts, and excises, to pay the debts and provide for the common defense and general welfare of the United States. But all duties, imports, or imposts, excuse me, and excises shall be uniform throughout the United States. To borrow money in the credit of the United States, to regulate commerce with foreign nations among the several states and with the Indian tribes, to establish a uniform rule of naturalization and uniform laws on the subject of bankruptcies throughout the United States, to coin money, regulate the value thereof, and a foreign coin, and affix the standard of weights and measures, to provide for the punishment of counterfeiting the securities and current coin of the United States, to establish post offices and post roads, to promote the progress of science and useful arts by securing for a limited time to the authors and inventors an exclusive right to their respective writings and discoveries, to constitute tribunals inferior to the Supreme Court, to define and punish piracies and felonies, felonies excuse me, committed on the high seas and offenses against the law of nations, to declare war, grant letters of mark and reprisal, some would pronounce that marquee, and to make rules concerning captures on land and water, to raise and support armies, but no appropriation of money to use shall be for a term longer than two years, to provide and maintain a navy, to make rules for the government and regulation of land and naval forces, to provide for calling forth the militia to execute the law of the Union, to suppress insurrections and repel invasions, to to provide for organizing, arming, and disciplining the militia, and for governing such part of them as may be employed in the service of the United States, reserving to the states respectively the appointment of officers, the authority of training the militia according to the discipline prescribed by Congress, to exercise exclusive legislation in all cases whatsoever over the District of Columbia, as may by secession of particular states and the acceptance of Congress become the seat of government of the United States and to exercise like authority all over places purchased by the consent of the legislature of the state in the same shall be for the erection of forts, magazines, arsenals, dockyards, and other needful buildings, and to make all laws which shall be necessary and proper for carrying into the execution of these foregoing powers and all other powers vested in by this Constitution in the government of the United States or in any department or office thereof, or officer thereof. Okay, so let's recap this for a minute here. 
They are supposed to collect a flat tax, essentially, regulate the commerce with foreign nations, keep the states on an even playing field, and trade with Indian nations. They can borrow money based upon the credit of these United States. They establish the rules of naturalization and bankruptcies. They coin the money and determine the value thereof. They um, provide for punishment of counterfeiting, which would be destroying the value of your money. They establish post offices and post roads. They can basically create copyrights. That's what this section's about, the progress of science and useful arts via copyright. They can constitute or create tribunals inferior to the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court has to exist, but none of the other courts need to exist. They define and punish piracies and felonies. Of course, that's stuff that happens on the high seas or against the laws of nations. Okay, again, stuff on the high seas. They grant or they declare war, grant letters to the mark and reprisal, and make rules concerning captures on land and water. And they can raise and support armies. They are supposed to provide and maintain a navy. They're supposed to make rules for the government and the regulation of land and naval forces. In other words, make sure the army and navy behave themselves. They can provide for calling forth a militia in the purposes of uh, executing the laws of the union or suppress insurrections or repel invasions. And they can provide for organizing, arming, and disciplining a militia, which I want to, well, let's finish this. And then they they exercise exclusive domain over the District of Columbia. And along with that, uh, forts, magazines, arsenals, dockyards, and those needful buildings. And to make all laws that are necessary and proper to carry this out. In other words, if they are following these powers that were granted to them, the laws that were related to those powers, they can they have the power to do that, right? So if I say to the federal government, you need to do X, and that requires you to uh, pass A, B, and C into law, then yes, A, B, and C are approved into law in order to do X. But if you say, well, we want to go ahead and do Y, if it wasn't a power granted to you, one, you shouldn't do Y, and you certainly don't get to put in you know, J, K, and L as a law in order to carry on something that you've been not given authority to do. So here's the real problem I have here. Congress is supposed to suppress and repel invasions. Hmm? They're supposed to make the rules of engagement, essentially, the rules for government and regulation of the land and naval forces. In other words, the army should be doing this, but even if they don't, we have the militia that could do this. Notwithstanding the idea that, you know, we're supposed to regulate the commerce. So apparently we're not even going to try and regulate what's coming across the border at this point. And (laughs) so they haven't called forth the uh, militia to deal with the border crisis. They haven't utilized the army to deal with the border crisis. As a matter of fact, they are using other agencies to facilitate the border crisis and to help people abuse and ignore the rule of law. So it clearly means they're violating and ignoring the direct explanation of what they're supposed to be doing. And that's uh, in the constitution, right? Article one, section eight, the, um, the real, real, real problem I have with this is the very things they're supposed to be doing. They're not, and they're doing everything else that they're not supposed to do. And we're okay with it. 
We tolerate it. So much of what they do is not only not necessary, it's completely improper and we tolerate it. And they, they keep doing more and more improper things and nobody says anything. Nobody does anything. We just accept that's the way it is now. Well, it doesn't need to be and we shouldn't, but that's where we're at. So what defines what's necessary and proper? Well, again, if you read the earlier parts of Article 1, Section 8, it spells out what those things are. And they ignore that. And we allow it. And the Supreme Court allows it and ignores it. And the president who, well, resident Biden, uh, you know, say what you want, but his predecessors didn't do anything about this either. They all choose to enforce rules when they're convenient and ignore everything else. And you were asking, well, Kels, why are you bringing this up? This isn't really a state issue. Well, yes, it absolutely is. Because you might remember, I brought up the idea that we have a huge border in the state of Texas, which is not being dealt with. They're ignoring it. They're doing nothing. And if they're going to fail to do their job, they're going to fail to fulfill their constitutional duties then I think we need to look at other options. I think it becomes necessary to come up with a better idea or a better solution. One that we don't have right now because we live under this false assumption that our federal government's going to actually do the job they ought to do. Now, we know they spend money like nobody's business. They've spent us into oblivion. They send our troops and our money all over the world, but don't do the one thing they're supposed to do, which is protect our border. And then You ask again, Callis, why does this matter? Well, let me tell you, because Texas can't do it alone. New Mexico has zero interest in doing this. California, well, they couldn't find or define their butt from a hole in the ground. So that leaves Arizona. These are the four states that have the border with Mexico. And the problem really and truly isn't necessarily Mexico proper or even the government of Mexico, though I would say that it is because they go along with the cartels running their country. What the real problem is, is nobody cares. Nobody chooses to do anything about it. And probably, just probably, it has something to do with the fact they're all getting paid. You ever wonder why it turns out that the people you thought were on your team really aren't and they sell you out at the first uh, chance they get? It's because they're not on your team, because they have other interests involved, because they're getting paid. So you're going to ask yourself, what is it with these elected officials that run on one thing and say they're going to do something and then promptly do nothing? Well, perhaps they're getting paid and it's not by you and I, it's by somebody else. And while we're on that same topic, we're dealing with the issue that all of our state reps have an opportunity to do something, but they're not. They're too busy playing games. The same could be said for our state senators. They're not interested in solving the problem. They have a perfect opportunity to do something. They could compel the governor to do something, and yet nothing happens. And then they cry and weep and say, well, we can't do anything. That's the federal government's role. No, no, it is not. They're clearly not doing the job, which means it's our responsibility, which means that that's all the more reason we need to be willing to look at other options up to and including our own independence. We would do a better job defending our own borders on our own, but we do nothing. Oh, we put a little show up. We, we strung the fake buoys down the road or, or we made a practice of sending down the National Guard with no ammunition in their rifles to stand there and keep watch to protect the migrants crossing the border. Well, you know what? That's fine and dandy. And I don't hate on the migrants because they're clearly stuck in the middle, the majority of them. And they're they're being abused by both sides, the majority of them. But here we are in the United States. We're the ones that are footing the bill. We're the ones that are going to have the long-term cost. And again, 
Our state does nothing. Our state government does nothing. And again, we tolerate it. We allow it. And I don't know why. What's it going to take? Let me ask you, is it necessary that we secure the border? If so, what are we going to do about it? Is it proper that we have a secured border? Well, absolutely. So again, what are we going to do about it? And for how long are we going to continue to pretend there's nothing to see here, good citizen? All is well, good citizen. How much longer should we tolerate this? Now, look, I am not suggesting that you should go grab up 12 of your buddies and run on down there with shotguns and pretend you're going to hold the border. You're not. You're not going to do anything. You, At best, you'd be a speed bump. Highly motivated people don't care that you're there. They don't care that you're in the way. They will run right over you. But what we could do, what we should do is, oh, I don't know, use the Texas Rangers. Oh, I don't know, use the Texas State Guard. Oh, I don't know, use the Texas National Guard. Oh, I don't know, use the Texas Air National Guard. If they're going to have a purpose, why wouldn't it be securing the border of Texas rather than screwing around in Ukraine? Why do we care about NATO if we can't maintain our own border? Now, let's just write off the federal government because it's clear they don't follow the Constitution. It's clear they don't care about Texas. So again, what is Texas going to do about it? How are we going to fix this? How are we going to change that? Well, dear listener, there's only one thing we can do legally. Call, write, email your state elected officials. Start with your house rep, work your way to your state senator, then start reaching out to all the commissioners, reach out to the speaker of the house, reach out to the lieutenant governor, reach out to the governor, implore them to do their job. There's not going to be a state of Texas left period, end of story, if we don't do something and do something soon. Now, I don't believe in utilizing the sky is falling tactics. The sky is not falling. But I will tell you, this is a concerted effort to undermine and destroy not only these United States, but Texas and Texas specifically. And what are we going to do about it? Well, we know our governor would like to be the president. Well, if you can't do a good job in Texas, why would we want you to be the president? If you're the lieutenant governor and you can't, I don't know, force somebody's hand to do something at the border, why would we want you to be the governor? If you're the speaker of the house and you can't jam through a bill that actually would benefit the rest of Texas, why in the world would we pretend that you're a good guy or that you're looking out for the greater good? It's clear that they're not based upon what they've seen coming out of Austin. Now, look, I know Austin's weird and people are happy to keep Austin weird and that's all fine and dandy and they can deal with all their problems in Austin, but the rest of the state shouldn't be punished for the weirdness of Austin. Let me suggest to you that if we're not going to do anything, if we're just going to sit by and watch all that we've built be destroyed, then let's just bend over and kiss our butts goodbye. Let's just not care. Let's quit pretending. But we, the people, have a vested interest in ensuring that Texas stands. We we have a vested interest in making sure that Texas remains an independent state. We have perhaps even an invested interest in keeping Texas as an independent state. Their own country, perhaps. But we can't do any of that if we're not going to stand up for ourselves right here and right now. While we have a very good opportunity to win. While we are still in a good position. 
or we can continue to ignore it until we have no choice. We can continue to ignore it until we really don't have any choice but to fight back, knowing that we won't necessarily win, but we have no other choice. Or if we continue to ignore it even further, it will be game over. And you'll have but one choice, fight and lose and go home a martyr in a box or stay a slave. You know, we hear about all the time how we're evil, how we're terrible, and our country was founded on false premises because we had slaves. Well, let me tell you, there were slaves all over the world at that time. There are still slaves. Slavery still exists to here and now and is quite prevalent in the other continents. It is only in Europe where they pretend there's no slavery. In these United States or North America, if you will, that we pretend we have no slavery. But the fact of the matter is, is people are enslaved all the time all over the world. So let's quit pretending. You have one option. Live as free men and women or be a slave. And if you're going to live as free men and free women, that requires that you do something with it. It requires you do something about it. Now, you can stay at home and watch your Cowboys or Oilers play. You can pretend that, you know, Major League Soccer is more important. Or you can watch your baseball game. Again, your Rangers, your Astros. Or, or if you prefer, you can go watch the Spurs or the Mavericks or the Rockets. Fine. Whatever. If that's all that matters in your world, then we don't need your help. We probably don't even want your help. But if you care about these things then you need to raise your kids right. You need to make sure they understand this is a problem and that we can and should do something about it. And let me assure you, getting out there and voting harder, not going to make a difference. Let me assure you, going out there and beating up on your elected officials because you're upset about one or two little things that they didn't do, little pet projects, this is not going to help. But what you can do is you can hold these people accountable. You can remind them that they swore an oath to protect the Constitution. They swore an oath to protect Texas. And right now, Texas is in danger. These United States are in danger. We're under invasion. That is their job to protect Texas. We need to hold them accountable. We need to tell them this is the bare minimum thing that you have to do. I'm willing to overlook the fact that we disagree on all these other things. But if you'll at least hold the line and protect Texas, you're good. Now, I know that's a very, very low bar here. But look, this is including Democrats in the same basket as well because not all basket or i'm sorry not all democrats are in the full-on progressive communist basket some are just lefties some are just left of center and actually believe that if they just give people stuff that the world would be a better place they haven't come to the conclusion yet that it doesn't really work out that way but they have zero desire to be run by communist chinese they have zero to the desire to be run by a strong man out of oh i don't know san antonio i just They have zero desire to have their lives dictated to by somebody sitting in Washington, D.C. They want to be able to to be free to do certain things of their own. Now, if you're content with that, if that's something you would really prefer and want, then I would encourage you, go to emigrate to Mexico. Go emigrate to California. I think you'll be much happier there. But here in Texas, there still is a strong remnant of people that value individual liberty. They value freedoms to decide and do things on their own. They don't need their lives dictated to on a daily basis. They don't need a bunch of rules telling them how to live and what to do and how to think. But if these same people are going to be content with the bread and circuses, they're going to be joining those people that love the communists. They're they're going to be put in a box to where they're completely ineffectual and unable to do anything or change anything. I'm telling you right here, right now, this is your opportunity. 
we can still make a difference. The sky is not falling. The end is not imminent. But if you do nothing now, it only gets harder later. I heard somebody say that during the Revolutionary War, somebody uh, had done a conclusion said, we're never going to be stronger than we are right now. Well, I'm here to tell you right now in Texas, we're never going to be stronger than what we are now. The longer we wait, the worse it's going to get. The more children are going to be indoctrinated to hate themselves, to hate Texas, to hate who they are. The the more children are going to grow up to be weak, spineless, and ineffectual individuals. The more people are going to be imported in that don't share our values, don't share our culture, don't share our language as a bare minimum. They don't care about what's going to happen. They have zero vested interest. They have no skin in the game. No, never ever are we going to be stronger than what we are right now. If you don't start acting, you don't don't start moving right now, it's not going to fix itself. We have work to do. We have to do it. Go out, meet your neighbors. Go out, meet your friends. Tell them, hey, you know, I love Texas. We can agree to disagree on these issues, but if we don't protect Texas, if we don't put Texas sovereignty, if we don't put Texas protection, first and foremost, none of it's going to matter. It's going to all be over. And, you know, some of the uh, dire people in my own party think that if we don't hold Collin County, we can't hold Texas. If we don't hold Texas, we lose the whole United States. Okay, maybe that's true. But just because we elect somebody with an R after their name doesn't mean we're holding Collin County. Just because we think that somebody's on our team doesn't mean we're holding Collin County. It doesn't mean we're holding Texas. We have to accept the fact there are people that are going to differ with us. There are people that are going to have different ideas. The primary concern should be, do you want to protect Texas? Do you want to prevent Texas from being overrun? Do you want to see Texas succeed and continue to be around for another 150 years? If you answer yes to that, we're on the same team. Now we can argue about how do we properly finance public housing? How do we do this? How do we do this? After that is done. That stuff all matters. It's all important. But if there's no Texas, it doesn't matter. It's not a crisis, but it's going that direction. It's not the end of the world, but if you continue to ignore it, it will be eventually. You have to engage right here, right now. If you're not willing to set aside petty differences and work with people that are on your team to affect change and move the ball forward, then I don't want to talk to you anymore. I try and stand back. I I try and stay generally out of the fray right? I want to be objective. Both sides can be right and both sides can be wrong. Both sides can have points of view that are not in complete conflict or maybe even come to a conclusion by a different reason that is similar. Those are the people we need to work with. Those are the people that are worth the outreach. But people that hate you or hate themselves or quite frankly want to destroy what Texas is, we shouldn't waste our time on them. I'm less concerned about a guy that has a personal hangup. I'm, I'm less concerned about a lady that uh, is overly concerned about some lady issue, whatever that may be. Pick, pick your poison. I mean, as long as you're not murdering babies in the womb, I could pretty much overlook it. As long as you're not telling me you want to take firearms away from we, the people, I can pretty much overlook it. Now I could be vehemently against it, but at least if you've proved yourself out to be basically on my team, I'm willing to overlook that. As long as you're willing to say, I'm going to do what it takes to protect Texas. I'm going to do what it takes to make Texas and keep Texas independent and strong. We'll have time enough later to argue about those details. 
And I'm here to tell you, just because you're popping up thousands of apartments to boost the population in our county is not going to necessarily be a net positive outcome. But you know what? You're not going to be convinced otherwise until you see the fruits of what you've done. If you doubt me, look at Plano, look at Richardson. Hmm? Look at what's happened to those cities. Now, I don't, I don't claim that all is fixed because you got an R after your name, but you need to think a little smarter. Yeah, you made you a little bit of money, but what happens when the government falls? What happens when the communists are running things? What happens when the progressives come along and wipe you out? So you made your Faustian bargain. You made your deal with the devil and you maybe you're ahead for this period of time, but you're destroying your children's lives. You're ruining your prosperity or you're, you're getting prosperity by ruining your posterity. There'll be nothing left when you're gone. Is that really what you want? Is that the desire? Well, I got rich. Forget Texas. Well, well, I got my money now. I don't really care if Calvin County is a cesspool in 10 years. Really? That that's your mindset. Yeah. I don't have time for you either. Might I suggest you emigrate to California or Mexico? You might be happier there. And I don't care where you came from. You could be a native Texan five generations back. But if you're selling out your nation, you're selling out your state and you're selling out your people. Yeah. Maybe you need to go somewhere else. I mean, Justin Trudeau would probably love to have you take your couple million dollars and haul out. We don't need you. You're working against us. You're weakening us. You're destroying us. You're selling us out. You want to call people a traitor. The people that would seek to destroy the very nation that they live in, those are the traitors. Not the people that want to stand up and say, we want to protect it. We want to maybe even get our own independence. We want to be able to talk about those hard issues. But the only way we can do that is if we maintain what we are right here and right now. So no, I I don't really have a lot of time for people that want to sell us out and destroy us. I'm not going to pretend they're good people. I don't want to pretend they have any goodwill. And I don't care if they got an R or a D after their name. If they're selling us out, if they're destroying our country, we need to quit pretending. We need to quit playing nice with these people. We need to perhaps encourage them to relocate. Now, I don't want you to break the law. I don't want you to commit acts of violence. I don't want you to do anything stupid. I don't want you to cross any lines that are going to get you in trouble. But just like the Alphabet Soup Agency people, right? They don't care about you. They don't care about anything except their pensions. Just cut them off. Don't talk to them. Don't pretend they're good people. Now, I know, I know, that's not fair. There are some Alphabet Soup Agency people that are quite good at what they do and they actually do care. They just keep their mouth silent because they want their pension. I get it. So they're weak. They're ineffectual. They're not willing to stand on firm ground. Again, what good are they? We can, we always have to deal with quizlings, right? We're always going to have to deal with the people that sell out their own people to save their own neck. I don't care if you're a Vichy or not. You're not on our team. You don't care about Texas. You, you don't care about the future. You don't care about your children or your grandchildren. All you care about is your pocketbook right here and right now. And what kind of person are you? I'll tell you what you are. You're a sellout and a traitor. At least at this point, you don't have to worry about paying the ultimate price. But I'm going to tell you, I got no time for you. And I would highly encourage the rest of my listeners out there 
Don't invest any time in these people. They're not worth it. You need to go find good people of goodwill that maybe you don't agree on everything, but you want the same thing. You have the same ultimate goal, a strong, prosperous, independent Texas. And while we're at it, you want to save these United States. You want to work to restore the Republic. However you want to phrase it, whatever your preferred description is, we need to be working in the same direction. Now, I know that might be 2% of people that have a D after their name and 40% of the people with the R after their name, but you got to at least know who's on your team going forward. Don't show all your cards. Don't let them know that you know, but just keep it in mind. Don't act foolish. Don't overstep. Don't be rude. Just be smart. And yes, we will be back with more of this. <laughs> it's been a rough couple of days here, folks. We got we to buckle down and realize what we're dealing with. And the sooner, the better. And with that, this has been According to Callus. And until tomorrow, I will see you on the other side.